Welcome to the Dose of Caesar, the podcast where we run weekly life experiments, question our assumptions, and explore new ways of thinking. I'm your host and fellow experimenter, Caesar. Now that was my second take, and um, I mean I, I can't believe I still stumble in the in the intro. Anyway, let's get right to the fake advertisement. This podcast is not brought to you by kettlebells. If you're looking for the ultimate piece of exercise equipment, then look no further than the kettlebell. The kettlebell swing is the ultimate exercise for a full body workout. With just five minutes a day doing kettlebell swings, you can get a great workout to kickstart your day. As you dive deeper into the kettlebell workouts, you'll find that you can work and strengthen any part of your body using just one kettlebell. Now go online and get yourself a kettlebell today. All right, a little cheesy this time around, but the kettlebell. You see, I was going to first talk about this advertisement was going to be about Amazon Basics kettlebells. Because, I mean, I use them. I have one. It's great. It does its job. And then I went on Amazon, and I looked at the exact kettlebell that I got, and there's all these reviews shitting on it, how it's trash. <laughs> and the reason they're shitting on it is because the enamel, which is like the coating on the outside of the kettlebell, chips easily and that's true it does chip easily so i guess it is a shitty kettlebell but it's just a fucking weight i mean it does its job it does its job so fuck it you know i was gonna recommend it but after i read those reviews i was like okay i guess i won't but kettlebells any kettlebell even an amazon basics kettlebell if you know what i mean but just just know that it's not of the best quality but it's a fucking weight it's a metal weight it'll get it'll get shit done the only bad thing is that when the when the outside chips, it'll rust. Mine only chips at the bottom, and it rusts at the bottom. I don't, I don't care because I can use the top. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. But anyway, there are better, better kettlebells out there. Get yourself a kettlebell, baby. Once again, this podcast is not brought to you by kettlebells. I just like kettlebells. Now let's talk about the update on the weekly experiment, one-hour meditation. I'm actually enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. So here's what I'm doing. I'm writing a question right before um, I go into my one-hour meditation. And I I thought my worry was that it was going to be unbearable. Like I was going to be um, just really wanting to get out of the meditation. But no, that's not what happens. Because the thing that I've learned and that I talked about yesterday is that when you're frustrated, that's a point of focus. That's that's when you can just, it helps the meditation, in my opinion. Because you can focus on that feeling. And it kind of goes away. You do that over and over again. And here's what I find. What I find with my meditation sessions is that I can't tell how long it's been. Like, because I'm so, I'm, I'm focusing on anything that grabs my attention so then I'm kind of not focusing on the time and I can't tell if it's been, I know it's been a while, like at the end, but I couldn't tell you that it's been an hour. You could tell me it's been 50 minutes. You can tell me it's been 30. The only reason I know I reached the half point is because in the waking up app, you can put, tell me, you can put like a, tell me, notify me every 10 minutes, like with a bell or every half hour. So I put I put for a little notification every half hour. It's a little bell that goes ding, ding. And um, it helped me explore the question that I was, um, that I asked. I don't even know if it helped me explore the question I asked. I know it just helped me explore ideas. 
in um, just in general. I'm liking it a lot. Going to keep doing it. Any blockers? No blockers right now. Sleepiness is what I thought was going to be an obstacle. That's what I mean by blockers. Um, it's really not a problem right now. I've been getting good good sleep. Oh, well, today I woke up pretty fucking late. It was woke up at 8.30. And um, I did wake up with my alarm at 5.30 because I've, I've moved it up to 5.30 instead of 4.30 to get more sleep because um, I, I usually go to sleep by like 9. And um, and for some reason, I just snoozed it today. And, and during my one shitty page a day, uh, I was writing the reasoning behind why I shouldn't do that. Anyway, it's been good. No blockers. Uh, blog post, I just wrote a recap on the 308 kettlebell swing experiment. I'm going to go through the three points real quick. I wrote that I learned three lessons. The first one being that my body can do more than I thought. That was really my big concern before I went into the uh, kettlebell swing experiment. I just thought 300 swings. Whoa, that's a lot. Like I thought that was an insane amount. I was like, <laughs> I'm going into, <laughs> I'm going into CrossFit championship numbers here. <laughs> that was not the fucking case at all. I found that my body could actually was well, it, its physical capabilities. It was way, it could handle 300 kettlebell swings. It could handle much more. And um, I was just amazed at that. I was like, wow, I can do this. And so it was just something in my mind. For some reason, I was just, I had conformed to doing like 30 to 60 kettlebell swings a day. Plus the other things that I was doing, I, I thought it was enough. But, but I mean, I could keep on progressing. My body can handle way more. And it's not about overworking my body, but it's just kind of like, all right, you can handle this. Let's throw you a little more. Let's keep you, uh, let's keep you progressing, baby. Uh, the second thing that I learned was that uh, doing something too often can get in the way of other tasks. I talked about this before. It got really annoying that I had to do 22 swings every hour. As I was writing this blog post, I realized that it was just, it was too easy. The 22 swings, they weren't very engaging, and so it just felt like a chore. It didn't feel like I was getting anything, anything that mattered done. So what I what I think now is that it's better to do more kettlebell swings at once to where it feels like I just accomplished something than um than doing them every hour cuz cuz it's good for it to be easy but you also want it to be engaging. And so that's one of the things I learned I learned that it's better to do it more often to do it in sh not as a spread out as a big spread out period, not over 14 hours is what I'm trying to say. I shortened it to three hours where I can do uh, 300 kettlebell swings and that's much more enjoyable and it doesn't get in the way as much of, of things. I don't have to just stop doing things just to do that. Uh, the third lesson was that doing more of one thing can lead to excuses for skipping other activities. What I mean by this is that as I started to do 300 kettlebell swings, I was like, whoa, I'm doing a lot of work here. Like I'm probably, I'm exercising a lot. I don't have to go do gymnastics rings or like work. I don't have to go do like a body weight workout. And that was a miscalculation on my part. I was thinking that, you know, I'm doing more kettlebell swings. I'm probably like, I don't need those other things. But the truth was that maybe that overall, I think I burned less calories just doing the kettlebell swings alone as I dropped the gymnastics rings and the body weight workout. And so what I learned was to stick with the experiment plan until the end. So at the end, you decide what to take out. 
Not saying that more is better, but just stick to the plan if you're running an experiment. So the results were that this morning I weighed myself. I was 188.4 pounds. That was about, what was it? I don't know how much I increased in weight. But I went up, and um, the waist size was 100.9 centimeters. I went down a centimeter. And this was more than likely due to the to the cheat day because I had a shit ton of pasta and ice cream. But um, I did go to, go down two pounds from yesterday. And I know it's going to keep going down because this has happened before, so I'm not worried at all. And you can see it in the in the waist size, I think, that it's not like fat gain. But, yeah, it didn't, uh, didn't do what I expected it to do. Two centimeters is what, I, what was the goal, which was a big kind of uh, overreaching goal. But I wanted to set a big goal. So we're going to keep adjusting. We're going to keep doing the kettlebell swings. We're going to do the gymnastic rings. We're doing the um, the body weight workout more consistently now, and um, maybe I'm also fixing my sleep because the thing was that I was sometimes getting about less than seven hours of sleep. And that might be an excuse, but I think the biggest thing to one of the biggest things for uh, for losing weight is sleep. One of the biggest like factors that doesn't require a lot of work. So I'm trying to maximize those things that don't require a lot of work. Um, it might be just me that I need to do more exercise or that I really need to restrict my calories more. Um, we'll find out. We'll find out. But this week, we're just going to keep doing the 300 kettlebell swings. We'll actually add it 100 more. In the blog post, I said 50 because I'm not sure if I'm going to stick to the 400 kettlebell swings. Last night, I did 350 because I had to go to sleep. But um, I'm thinking of shooting for 400 kettlebell swings. Now, moving on to the book talk. I started to listen to uh, Principles by Ray Dalio, which is a really good fucking book. One of the things that I love that he says is that uh, you can have principles to help you make every decision you make in life. And so that's what this whole book is about, is his principles that have helped him throughout his life. And I started... It's crazy because he talks about the same thing as um, James Clear talks talks about in, in Atomic Habits, basically creating a system. He's creating a system for decision-making. I should do this as well. So I started to write down, um, started to write down my principles. Um, I don't know where this is going to lead to. I just felt like I wanted to write down a couple principles that I thought I would live my life by or make decisions by. Um, but definitely creating a system for making decisions seems like something that I'm that I'd love to do. So, next thing that we've got sharing some knowledge um this is more of an opinion. Cookies and cream ice cream is the best ice cream out there. Now, I know what you're thinking. A couple episodes ago I just said that Talenti was the best, better than any ice cream out there. <sighs> Look, Talenti gelato. I will submit to the fact that it is gelato. I was wrong. Has a great flavor. Alfonso mango. mango. Now, Alfonso mango is like, it's a different world. You can't compare it to cookies and cream. 
Okay, because it's just two different fucking worlds. Now, Alfonso Mango reigns king amongst all fruity frozen desserts. Cookies and cream ice cream, on the other hand, reigns supreme over all ice cream. Like all other ice creams. Anything that is not fruit, it's like cookies and cream. Because you can't compare a non a fruity ice cream and a non fruity ice cream. I think cookies and cream ice cream. <laughs> no, you can't compare it. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I just know that. Look, if I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna go for something fruity, I'm gonna go for Alfonso mango, mango Talenti. But if I if I want anything else, it's gonna be cookies and cream, baby. I want an ice cream sandwich. Cookies and cream ice cream sandwich. If I want an, a snow cone, like not a snow cone. An ice cream cone, you know those cones that are like chocolate covered, the, the, a chocolate layer, thin chocolate layer? It better be cookies and cream ice cream under there, baby. And um, there's these things called fat boys. They're like ice cream sandwiches. That's what they are. They're just ice cream sandwiches. They're fucking incredible this Saturday at 6 in the morning. All I can think about right now is waking up at 6 in the morning on Saturday eating my eggs, and then diving into a fat boy. <laughs> that sounded so wrong. <laughs> That's what they're called, the sandwiches. I was, oh, God, they're amazing. Oh, cookies and cream ice cream. All right, it seems like I'm just jumping around here, but this is how I have my, my layout for the podcast today. But the next topic is about turning off my phone at 7.45 p.m. Yeah, so... Looking back on, on the experiment that I did the, two weeks ago where I turned off my phone, two or three weeks ago, where I turned off my phone for an, an entire week, um, one of the things that I realized where my phone really affects my life is right before sleep because it seems that I do everything slower with a phone in my hand. I'm about to get in the shower. I'm like, oh, wait, I should put music. I'm about to get out of the shower, and I'm like, oh, I, oh wait. No, no, <laughs> I get out of the shower, and then I'm like, oh, wait, I should put on a... Uh, I should put on a, an audiobook to be listening to. Now, when I don't have a phone, it's I don't have that option. So I just go, 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 do what I got to do, go to sleep. And um, it's just, it it really becomes a distraction close to sleep. So I want to go to bed by 8.40. I want to be asleep by 8.45 p.m. Uh, so I'm going to try to, I'm going to turn off my phone at 7.45 p.m. So I can easily go to sleep. That was it. Now... Just remember, everything's in the show notes. If you can't, if you're using Spotify, because thank you, Peyton, brought it up to my attention, my friend Peyton. Uh, on Spotify, for some reason, you don't get the links that I put. I'm going to start adding all the podcasts to my website, which is doseofcaesar.com. And there you should be able to have access to all the show notes. Um, so, yeah. I'm sorry if you can't see the the show notes right now or you can't see the links, but if you go to doseofcaesar.com forward slash podcast, you should see the show notes. And I'm going to leave you with this, this quote from Ray Dalio's book, Principles. Here we go. Principles are fundamental truths that serve as the foundations for behavior that get that get you what you want out of life. They can be applied again and again in similar situations to help you achieve your goals. 
That's it, baby. See you tomorrow.